Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to us here on Money FM 89.3. I'm Lin Lee. King Charles III and Queen Camilla have been crowned on a historic day of pageantry over the weekend, kept by cheering from crowds in front of Buckingham Palace and along the streets of London, despite the wet weather. The coronation is Britain's biggest ceremony event for seven decades, a display of pomp and pageantry seeking to marry a thousand years of history with a monarchy in a new era. But just how relevant is the monarchy in today's world? And where is it headed? For more insights, we're joined by a royal watcher and commentator Pauline McLaren, Professor of Marketing and Consumer Research at the Royal Holloway University of London. She's also a co-author of a book titled Royal Fever, The British Monarchy in Consumer Culture. Pauline, thanks for joining us. It's past midnight in London, where you are. So nice of yes. you to stay up late to speak with us. Now, first off, are you still celebrating? Well, <laughs> I, I'm uh, pretty much ready to go to bed, but I have been celebrating. Yeah, it's, it's been a great uh, festive atmosphere, I must admit. Yeah. So tell us, where were you on the day of the coronation and what was uh, most striking for you and all that went down at the historic ceremony that hasn't happened for the last 70 years? Well, in fact, I was at home watching it on the television because I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Mm -hmm. But then I went for a long walkabout after that uh, to soak up some of the festivities and, and, you know, see what was happening, feel the atmosphere. And that was great fun, too. So what was the most striking thing for you? I think the most striking thing was how the coronation service itself had adapted and, you know, there were significant changes in it. So the things that struck me, I guess, were the uh, gospel singers, the the beautiful choir that they had. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the first. They also had a a Welsh opera singer singing in Welsh Mm. again. The use of the Welsh language at the coronation service was a first. And the third thing, appealing to my feminist instinct, <laughs> where the, they had the leader of the House of Commons, mm-hmm. uh, Penny Morden, so a woman, bearing the uh, state sword. And she featured really yeah. uh, very frequently in the service. So that was the first to have a woman doing that. So mm. I was cheering that on. Fantastic. Sideline. <laughs> So on one hand, there are people who are not in support of the monarchy, but we can't erase the fact that millions of people in the UK and across the world watched the ceremony. Many flew into London just for a glimpse of the king, the level of media interest surrounding all the pomp. People are still fascinated. So how do you explain all of that, especially in a modern era? Yeah, it it, it is sometimes difficult to explain. But I think it depends. Um, I think it depends on the context where you are, what is is the the fascination. But I think the idea of kings and queens and princes and princesses are very deeply embedded in many people's psyches. Uh, We have Disney that perpetuates 
the idea of, of royalty as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's certainly one thing. People find some kind of magic in them somehow that there's um, an aspirational quality to them, that they're a little bit different from us. There's a, a kind of um, a curiosity, a pull, a fascination, I think, about this. Um, the other aspect, of course, particularly for people in um, Britain, is the heritage that they they symbolize as well the the longevity the continuity it makes people feel secure as well so do you think the monarchy is still relevant in a modern multicultural nation that looks very different than it did when late queen elizabeth ii ascended the throne some 70 years ago in 1952 yes i mean i think um to be relevant for the 21st century, the monarchy is definitely going to have to adapt and make quite a few significant changes, I, I would suggest. But I think we do see this happening. I think Charles, um, well, King Charles, as he is now, is very aware of that, actually. All the signs are that uh, he, he wants to modernize the monarchy. And mm. I think we will have to do that to really make it fit for purpose to go into the future. The late Queen was widely admired, but how about King Charles? Big shoes to fill there. It's after all a job where he will face questions of religion, the armed forces and politics, in addition to running the royal household and mediating family feuds. Yes, I mean, he's got a lot of challenges, as, as you've just uh, listed, you know, externally, he's got to see what the future role in the Commonwealth can be. Uh, internally, he's got the four nations or the four uh, regions to kind of control um, being uh, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and England. So he's got to, you know, try and unify them a little more. There's a, a lot of breakaway um, groups there. And, uh, of course, within his own family, as you, as you mentioned. So he has uh, really quite significant challenges. And we know that um, Charles is not as popular as his mother. Um, so, you know, he has to really try harder. But I think he will do this by aligning himself much more with William and Kate mm. and benefiting from their popularity. If you like, you put the emphasis on the family aspects of the royal family and be seen maybe in a holding position for William in, in the future, who will um, obviously um, follow on from him. I think uh, he, he definitely has challenges. There's no doubt about that. We're in conversation with Pauline McLaren, Professor of Marketing and Consumer Research at the Royal Holloway University of London. Pauline, as he begins his reign, King Charles III has a lot on his royal platter, combative media, a colonial past. Do you think he can look to other royal families in Europe to offer some solutions? Well, uh, certainly he can, he can look to other um, European royal families for some ideas, I think. Mm -hmm. Their context is a little bit different mm -hmm. because they are not put so much under the microscope as the, as the British royal family, which really is a, a global brand, I think it's fair mm -hmm. to say, uh, whereas other European monarchies are not. But certainly he, ca he can learn things from them, I think. We have recently the, um, the quoted example in the BBC online, in fact, uh, a very good example of the king and queen of Norway who have had 
a lot of trouble with their spare, who is actually uh, um, a female. But there are certain parallels with Harry. Um, she has been very rebellious and wanted to follow her own commercial interests and, and got criticised for that. But they have managed to really talk through the problems and re reach a resolution that leaves the family still very united. So I think Charles can maybe look a little bit to that, you know, the way they've negotiated that. There is also, of course, Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands, who actually abdicated after 33 years in favour of her uh, successor um, to let him take the throne before he was too old. So King Charles maybe also learned from that in terms of holding the, the throne for William and, and maybe he needs to consider that, you know, he shouldn't go on forever so that William um, is not an old man by the time he takes the throne. So Queen Beatrix could um, maybe offer some advice as well in that respect. The late Queen Elizabeth II had sought to maintain strict political neutrality, going so far as not to vote throughout her 70 years on the throne. And while King Charles yeah. has been careful not to tread too publicly, he does have a history of wading into politics, something over which some British officials have voiced concern that he may be more willing to do as king. So as a royal watcher and commentator, what differences are you expecting to see in how King Charles III reigns? Well, I, I don't think, uh, I mean, he certainly has been criticised of meddling in the past in, in politics, but he has, in a fairly recent interview, uh, stated that he's not stupid and he knows <laughs> that once he's king, he, he can't do this. So I think he will tread very carefully and obviously he's got many advisors around him who will also be watching over this. Um, this is certainly not to say that he won't um, try his best to pursue environmental uh, agendas, but many people would argue that those um, climate change and issues like that are actually above politics. So I think he'll try and tread a fine line. It, it remains to be seen uh, you know, uh, how well he can, he can tread that fine mm. line between the, uh, being uh, non-political and expressing some of his own feelings and opinions. Okay, it's a known fact that King Charles has been passionate about the environment and climate change for decades. What kind of a role can he play on this front as king, perhaps even to bring the monarchy forward in an era of soft power? Certainly, he, he is known as um, a, a very ardent supporter mm -hmm. of the environment. And we saw that tonight, actually, they had the coronation concert. And it was very much uh, with an environmental theme as well. And so I think that will be very important to him. And I think he can use his soft power to focus attention, just as he has done, actually, in the coronation uh, concert. And I think he, he'll use that power to focus on these issues and to bring people together, possibly, to discuss it. In his role, for example, as head of the Commonwealth, he would be very well placed to try and bring countries together to discuss climate change, environmental issues, and really um, try and bring about uh, some form of change.
Thank you very much for your perspectives, Pauline, and for speaking with us at this very late hour. Pauline McLaren there, Professor yeah. of Marketing and Consumer Research at the Royal Holloway University of London. She's also co-author of a book titled Royal Fever, The British Monarchy in Consumer Culture. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.